0: Look, we the big thing here. We played the game the way we wanted to play it. All right, so good ball security. Andre, 160 yards. Hey-oh! 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 Number one in scoring. No Shutout. Shutout. Six. Oh, yeah. Six fourth down stops. Fourth down stops. It's all about us, fellas.
1: First of all, Zab and Roger, appreciate you today, young
2: man.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Mondray, that's a great job. That's all. Yeah. But it wouldn't happen without the boys up front. Boys up front.
0: Oh, yeah. How we feel about that shutout, though? Oh,
3: yeah! Well, before you start feeling too good about yourself, it's uh, it's the post-game victory tradition. We have Slates, and then we have Skartsy. It's all yours, Skartsy.
2: Thank you, Iron Eagle. These are the four downs from Sunday's Lions versus Patriots game. Down number one, Nick Folk. He's just too consistently good a kicker. And that leads to the Patriots taking the points. In this case, five safe, cheap three-point field goals. The exciting thing to do is keep your offense on the field for fourth downs. Analytics. Heard of it down in Foxboro? Do you realize had Detroit scored on the sixth, fourth down try that they went for it, they would have won 42 to 29 (laughs) makes you think down two, Nelson Aguilar. I can't speak for the entire collective, whatever the hell we're called, but I am out on Nelly Ags. We should have listened to those baby New Yorker pretzel having put up a statue at a moment's notice over nothing. Philly Eagles fans. We are lucky his interception-inducing flipper hands didn't destroy Zappi's confidence like it did to Mac Jones. That's right, I said it. Geez whiz this loser to the bench. Down three, Damian Harris. It just feels like he's hurt every game, and still he shows up at the post-game interview saying that he's fine, he'll play next week. He's hurt so much, Detroit made him an honorary member of their secondary. What's the deal with that? You never like to see the ambulance. Did that guy die? It's like the old saying goes, if you have two running backs, but one wears down due to overuse because the other is a fragile porcelain figurine, you have no running backs. That's what my uncle used to say. And down four. All you chowderhead honks and bobos happy about having two measly wins to rub together. Ooh. How the mighty have fallen. Talk to me when they have more wins than losses, okay? And while we're at it, please stop dry-humping Pat Patriot and the throwback red jerseys like the your old Teddy Bruschi pillow pal. <laughs> New England could have worn the silver jerseys and Bill his cursed red hoodie and still pounded the snot out of overmatched media darling Coach Hardo push-up Oklahoma drill. Plus maybe crack a history book or... Click on a wiki page and look up which side in the American Revolution War had red uniforms. Education, believe it. Those are the four downs. We now return you to your regularly scheduled entitled town.
3: I did not see Scartelli shitting on Pat Patriot to open the show, but here we are. We're going to be positive every
0: day. You're the people being negative. In some of the fans, Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door, and Robert Parish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. And all this negativity that's in this town sucks. And I've been around, and, and, and when Jim Rice was booed, I've been around with Jasransky booed, and it stinks. It makes the greatest town, greatest city in the world lousy.
3: This is Entitled Town. <laughs> That's more like it, guys. Patriots twenty-nine, Lions nothing. No kneecaps were bitten. No no kneecaps were harmed in the making of that game, unless, as Patrick Scartelli, the aforementioned Scartelli, uh, pointed out, it was on the Lions' secondary. Uh, John, I felt like the game the the die was cast for the game yesterday. You know, again, you wore out your your fingerprints on your on your thumb and your fingers texting me with all the fourth down decisions yesterday. Fourth. And fourth down the Patriots, excuse me, the lions are on their own 45 on the first series of the game, facing a rookie quarterback, making his first start and they go for it. They fail, which was a theme during the game, by the way, Shaq is here along with bro- brother, John, the, they gift, a rookie quarterback field position. They only have to drive 26 points to get the much maligned by Scartelli, Nick folk uh, a field goal. to get the Patriots on the board. So, uh, Thank you, kneecap-biting enthusiast Dan Campbell, but that was the biggest matchup, the biggest mismatch on the field yesterday was actually on, on the opposing sidelines between Belichick and Campbell. Just, I mean, no low contender is what Dan Campbell should have uh, pled.
1: There's no doubt the coaching matchup was so lopsided, and I want to pound on analytics here, but I know we're going to pound on it later. We will. I don't, su- I don't suspect coach Dan Campbell was thinking analytics on that decision. I think he was thinking rah, rah, kneecap biting. We're going to line up, you know, uh, you know, the, the old Mike Singletary line when he was the coach, you know, we're going to line up, we're going to hit him in the mouth. Right. And you know, in yes. fourth and one, they're going to, they're going to line up and they're going to hit him in the mouth and Christian Barmore and the, the rest of that defensive front hit back better. And you're absolutely right. It plays like that, you know, Early in the season, when the Patriots lost like Miami, for example, you know, Belichick talked about one or two plays that could have gone the other way. It makes the difference in the game. That was one of those plays. And it went the Patriots way in part because Campbell made a dumb decision. You're absolutely right. Against Bailey Zapp in that situation, you punt, you execute on special teams. We talk about winning on all three phases, right? The Lions have a chance to win in that phase with with proper special teams execution. They pin the Patriots inside the ten if they execute properly, and Bailey Zapp's, you know, taking his first snaps right around his own goal line. That is exactly what you want if you're the Lions. They it would allow them to
3: dictate the game at that point.
1: Absolutely, you, you could dictate just about maybe the entire first half in that context, at least until you yourself put points on the board. Because the idea that the Patriots were going to get their first possession behind Zappy and and drive the length of the field to score. I think that's asking a lot of a young quarterback. So you, as the Lions, you put them in that situation to kind of put that sort of pressure on them. If you force a three and out, you know they're going to be pretty conservative there. If you force a three and out, you're getting the ball back around midfield where you just had it with a fresh mm-hmm. set of downs. And you go from there. Very, very obvious stuff. And of course, the, the Lions and Dan Campbell screwed it up, as, as frankly, as you kind of would expect them to.
3: Yeah, I think Belichick was playing 3D chess and J- Dan Campbell is playing uh, tiddlywinks. I'm not really sure. Again, huge coaching, mis- uh, coaching mismatch, he tried to say in English. Uh, Shaq is here. Shaq was the entitled town, uh, boots on the ground, correspondent at Gillette Stadium yesterday. Uh, Shaq, at any point, was there, was there even a hint of shoe piss uh, with the entitled weekend meetup at Gillette this weekend during the game?
4: Um. Absolutely not. <laughs> unless, unless you want to talk about the piss that was outside. Um, when they were um handing out those little towels. But anyway, it's all right. Um, but throughout the game, the one thing I got so frustrated about was the amount of times Dan Campbell went for it on fourth. Now it was pretty it was pretty obvious that they would do it at towards the end of the game because obviously you want to get some points, but I'm just putting myself into the shoes of the
3: Detroit kicker. I mean,
4: (laughs) don't you want some type of points on your side?
3: That's a great point. It's something I talked about with buddies watching the game yesterday.
4: You know, it's just, it's just really funny to me that, you know, Dan Campbell in all his, in all his Oklahoma drill glory has to just be better than you. And he has to, to me, I, I, it just felt like he was trying to pull, trying to be better than Melichick. I, I know it sounds hot takey, but it just sounds like to me that he was trying to to shoe his way in and say, "Look, guys, I, we're 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 going to do this, and it doesn't matter." But the Patriots' defense showed up and showed out, and uh, especially Matthew Judon, who you know isn't getting attention. I think as one of the best defensive players in the league, he's you know, having a monster about-
3: season thus far. He really is.
4: Absolutely. We hear about Micah Parsons, but Matthew Judon was was really strong, obviously highlighted by the two sacks and that forced fumble that Kyle Duggar took 59 yards for the touchdown, uh, which, by the way, that resulted in me spilling one of the guys' beers. <laughs> Sorry, I owe <laughs> I owe you one. But it was it was great. The defense as a whole was absolutely phenomenal. And I don't care what you say. Oh, it's the Lions. Bullshit. They were the number one scoring offense in the league up to uh, yesterday. And they, they were scoring, I believe, 30-something points a game. Now they're scoring 28 points a game. And even after getting blank,
3: of- they're still in the top five in the NFL, right?
4: Right. So there's there's a lot to be happy about on the Patriot side defensively and offensively. You know what? Ramondre Stevenson is is absolutely I think, I think, I think he's going to be up there soon because I'm, I'm really, I was excited. I I was excited to see him from the, from the get-go, but Mm -hmm. um, I hate that Damian Harris went out, but Stevenson that just gave him, you know, carte blanche to just run roughshod and he did. And uh, coming in, in coming weeks, we're going to be seeing, uh, hopefully Harris is fine, but if not, we're going to be seeing guys like Pierre strong, another 2022 pick, um, that hopefully will 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 show something and JJ Taylor. So um, all is not lost in that category, but also uh, wide receiver, you know, they had a plethora of wide receivers. Obviously, that was a problem for people, apparently, you know, Kendrick Bourne um aside, uh, I think that 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 whoever is at quarterback, whether it's Zappy or Jones, I think that along with with what they have, I think that they have a chance to make a run here as mm-hmm. as 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 long as long as guys continue to not make mistakes like they didn't, like they they he made the one mistake, but I, I say that that wasn't on him.
3: So not even I, a I think they bode well. John, one thing stood up for me yesterday outside of nineteen uh, eighties WWF jobber Dan Campbell on the other sideline, in the mismatch against Belichick. Bailey Zappi is a professional quarterback. The way he stepped up in the pocket, the only thing, the the only play. In my memory, that he really he channeled his inner Drew Bozo and held on to the ball and took a sack in the third quarter. At least he's not getting strip sacked. He's not forcing the ball. He's not taking a grounding penalty. He played. You know, I have this. You guys are very, very tolerant with me and my obsession with Brian Barrett and that fucking awful abortion off the pike, which I'll be asking Shaq about. The W E E I Weiner line. uh, In a little bit, but Bailey's the Weiner
4: line is open.
3: 375
4: 0850. John, <laughs> Billy
3: Zappi. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Billy Zappi's a pro quarterback.
1: He certainly looked it. Um, these guys come out, he played in in that sort of kind of wide open spread offense. Uh, questions about him would be, you know, his size, his arm strength. It, you know, he reminded me a little bit of, you watch like vintage Danny Werfel, and that's not a good, fair pro comp because uh, he didn't have a good pro career. But you think about those old. Florida quarterbacks that would, you know, they just spread it out. They just distribute the ball. Kind he of has a much better down. arm
3: than Danny put Werfel. Come on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I just, I think about, actually, you know, everybody talks about his, him looking like Mac Jones or something about him. He kind of reminded me of Werfel actually when I, when I first saw him, but the, the it's, he's, he's, it was, I looked like a lot of one read stuff. They kept it simple for him. I think folks are, or I don't know if they're like truly giddy about like zappy you know, supplanting Jones as the starter, or they're just trying to conjure up bullshit and media takes. Uh, Mac Jones is, is clearly a better quarterback than Zappi, at least at this point, probably will continue to be so. But to have a guy like Zappi on your bench, able to come in and play like that, um, you know, it, it's, it, it bodes well for the rest of the season. It bodes well for the next couple of years, frankly. But I will say this game, I don't want to get, I'm always Pollyanna and optimistic, and, I, and I'm not deviating from that. But this game went exactly as Belichick would have wanted it to go. You know, they were able to get on them early. The the defense is outstanding. This defense is outstanding. And people want to shit all over, like Shaq, like you were saying, they want to shit all over the Lions because of the Lions. But that, that offense has been legit all season. And the Patriots defense had their way with them. And this is an outstanding defense. But the fact that they were able to get out early on top of them allowed, you know, it's going to be tough. It would have been tough if the shoe on the other foot. Patriots were down two scores. Ramondre Stevenson doesn't go off and Bailey Zappi has to move the ball, you know, through the air as the as the primary option. That would have been a bit of a struggle. So it didn't work out that way. Thankfully, they got to, to run a very kind of run heavy uh, play action sort of offense and it played to his strengths. It, it, he looked very, very good out there. First ever start. But, you know, that's not a surprise with Belichick. He tends to win these
3: first ever starts with guys. It's a well established fact. That's a great point. Shaq, I want to John Go uh, ahead, before Shaq. you before you say that, Ironhead. Uh
4: John, I actually did I well, you know, I I don't watch a lot of local news, but when I was up there, I was watching the local news. And by the way, God bless you all, because you have fucking DJ, BJ Dean on the local news, which is <laughs> unbelievable. And then oh oh, and by the way, Ted uh C T E Johnson is on oh. two channels. He's oh. on channel five and uh, uh, Wbz, which is unbelievable, and then you have Channel Seven interviewing these people, and I, I posted this on my Twitter. Interviewing people saying Zappy's the guy, Max sucks, and he's the guy, and he's better than Brady. He's better than so, which which is I, I don't know if they were playing it up for television or it's what they actually believe. And I wouldn't be surprised if either one of those were true because it's it's pretty much unbelievable, but. No, Mac's the guy. I mean, what 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 are we doing here?
1: Yeah. There there's it's just it's just conjuring uh make It's wish casting jobs. It's wish casting. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. I mean it's again it's what is it's Mac a,
4: done what has Mac done to make people think well, his attitude? What what where does that come from? I don't
3: understand. You are channeling your inner mic on Route One on this. Like, <laughs> listen, Zappy, Zappy's a good zappy has played very, very well. I mean, you can't really ask for more than a fourth round, a fourth round rookie who's played at, you know, kind of mid-major level of college football. But you know what? It, this is an appreciation right here. Shaq, Jacoby Myers is a damn good football player. Julian Edelman did not pop as a receiver until about the middle point of 2013. Myers is in his fifth year. He's going to be a free agent after the year. Jacoby Myers is a football player. Period. End of sentence. Mm -hmm. This is, uh, I'll go into the. uh, This is our segment sponsored by uh, Brian Barrett. Remember, bridge abutments are just off the pike. Don't drive into them. Uh, Jacoby Myers had seven receptions, 111 yards, a touchdown. Uh, The dude is a football player. Period. Of end of sentence. Shaq.
4: He did not miss a beat. He returned from a two-game uh stint and and it was like not i'm I'm gonna pick her up right where, where i left off and he, frankly his day could have been even bigger because he uh there was one play where he beat his man on a crosser for an easy six in the first quarter and zappy unfortunately didn't see it but if he did he, he, he has a touchdown and an, another one and probably more yards just a, a strong performance he's their most reliable receiver um I'm a big fan of his. I hope they keep him. Uh,
3: um, And yeah, he's, she's just, he's that guy. as the kids say. John, as much shit as Belichick gets for not quote unquote drafting receivers and Jacoby Myers shack, he wasn't drafted. He was an un, uh, undrafted free agent that they somehow managed to, despite, you know, trying to fuck their fists, developing receivers. They managed to develop. Yeah, so,
4: him- so, so, so was. So was J.C. Jackson, right? But, you know, people, people in L.A. Yep. right now are whining about, oh, why did we pay J.C. Jackson?
3: You know what, Shaq? I, I didn't broach this in the show thread before this, but you, you've led me exactly to the point I want to lead into, John. As bad as the Patriots are at developing receivers in the draft, using the Dr. Evil quotation fingers, Jack Jones, Asante Samuel, uh, the, the way the Patriots are able to identify defensive backs Adrian Phillips was underused. He's, he's been nothing but an asset. The cornerbacks they have, no one's, everyone was pissing their shoes about Jackson's shining with the Chargers, and Jackson was a really good Patriot. No doubt about it. Uh, early returns on the rookie class. Marcus Jones can fly on the punt and kick returns. Jack Jones with another pick yesterday. That's three turnovers he's forced in two games. Early returns are good on uh, all the draft busts from 2022.
1: Sorry, sorry. You're forgetting <laughs> Ras I Dowling and you're forgetting Cyrus
3: Jones. Cyrus and, the virus
1: and, and you're and you're forgetting um, oh, Dominique Dominique Easley <laughs> Dominic, yeah I mean, like, you know you know and you get no credit for David Andrews because if you liked him so much you would have drafted him in the seventh round same thing right? with
3: Ramondre if you really liked Ramondre you would have <laughs> taken him earlier exact no this
1: this is shaping up like I mean everybody knocks bill belichick's ability to draft draft weapons cole strange is a weapon okay i mean the dude is a weapon he, is, Matt he Stafford is would
3: love to have cole strange right now
1: I, 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 that that was the that was the recurring joke i saw today this you know that, that of course you know you could have had joe thune and Shaq mason and cole strange you'll know, build the entire plane out of ogs right <laughs> i mean the the it's I, but I would
3: do that. He'd absolutely do that.
1: <laughs> I, I love analytics would tell you it's doable. Um, I love, I love this draft so far. Uh, he got knocked, you know, for the last couple drafts didn't work out. It happens. Uh, his, his track record as a GM and as a, as an evaluator of talent is as hall of fame as his coaching resume. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he's the, you know, being the GM and the coach, he has a type. You know, Bill Belichick has a type. And if you listen even to this morning's press conference, when he's talking about Zappi, but he's also talking about some of the other guys, he's talking about Jack Jones, you know, the intelligence of these guys. Like I'm convinced that if there's a, if there's a guy that the, the, the big board reach around crowd loves and can't understand why Bill Belichick didn't take him, it's because Belichick doesn't believe he's going to fit into his system. And the ability to fit into that system is paramount. And there are plenty of guys who can do it, who excel. And some guys obviously can't, uh, you know, a guy like Jordan Richards probably was a guy who, who Belichick loved for his, all of the things, except his like athletic ability on the field. And it for just never guy.
3: He was a captain on, on junior and senior year. Right.
1: Exactly. You know, it's like, so he has a type. He loves those guys who are just intelligent and uh, versatile jelani T- Tavai, for example
3: who takes um, a you know, lot of shrapnel and you know he also who else fits that profile john matthew slater who's probably going to canton at some point in the M- next Matt 50 Slater years. van noy you know i mean the, the the list goes on and on of guys who
1: didn't make it on other teams and then their their talent and their intelligence and their ability are validated in the bill belichick system so yeah this this draft looks outstanding so far it's it's too early to judge it as a a smashing success just like some of the other drafts where it was too early to judge him as failures um but you know so far I love it
3: I think the um so Patrick Chung Shaq Patrick Chung's first stint in New England didn't go very well uh he signed with the Eagles and then Bill signed him back Bill my close personal friend Bill signed him back and he said you know it wasn't Patrick's issue that he struggled with us the first time around. We asked him to do things that he shouldn't be asked to do by all accounts, all metrics and analytics. Patrick Chung was a fantastic Patriot and a key member of title teams in the, in the latter half of the second part of the dynasty. Think about that for a minute. The latter half of the second part of the dynasty. That's just an an absurd sentence in and of itself. But, uh, Early returns are good. You were there yesterday, Shaq. Uh, did Jared Goff actually shit his pants on the field, and they didn't show it? I mean, <laughs> what what happened?
4: Uh, yeah, he he was he, he was rattled the whole game. But that was a little way, Bill he, Lumbergish,
3: he was- yeah. You, went, yeah, talking about Jared Goff. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but speaking of that, uh, speaking of Patrick Chung, and that in that 2009 draft, by the way, he didn't have a first rounder in that 2009 draft, and got Chung. Vollmer and Edelman out of that draft. So, and of course, Edelman's undrafted, but but well, seventh round. But yep. again, just awesome. But yeah, Jared Goff, my goodness, um, <laughs> he's six in his head, that's for sure. The Super Bowl is obviously still probably ringing in his head, and now with this type of a defense, with which had a much different look than the twenty than twenty eighteen Patriots they were getting after him. And again, uh, Matthew Judon and the, and the, uh, the rush was just, was always there. You know, there were some people on my side that were a little, little pissy with, with the, with some of the passes, you know, especially with miles Bryant out there and, and a couple of the other guys, but I, I, I didn't even flinch because it was, it was just like, yeah, they're going to let them get their yards and let, let that uh, wide receiver guy get, get his yards. I forget his name, but, so at the end of the day, they, they held up, and and I, again, this Patriots defense really needs needs more attention because I think it's it's produced, and you know, no, it's not. Uh, and you know what? For all you fantasy people out there, which is none, I'm sure, who, who are listening to this, it's actually producing well in fantasy too. So I know that's how everyone measures uh, success. But this is this is a defense that is getting sacks. They're getting the turnovers and that, that cause that was a problem earlier in, in the season, you know, the turnover differential and they've actually, you know, they even the score a little bit now. So if they can keep it again, I said in the beginning, if they can keep it to, you know, within one and then maybe even get it higher, I think they, it bodes well for the rest of the
3: year. Agreed. They didn't turn the ball over yesterday. The game was in again, uh, Everyone watch it. I don't have to tell you what happened yesterday. John, the Browns are next. They're led by uh, their head coach is Kevin Stefanski. The Browns are notoriously an analytics-driven franchise. Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, Brandon Staley and Kevin Stefanski took s- turns yesterday stepping on each other's dicks. Uh, it, it's a coaching mismatch on paper. Why can't I say that? Mismatch on paper. The Browns are loaded. Uh, the Browns have a really good roster. Jacoby Brissett, you know, okay. He's, you know, he was, he was a Patriot. He did a good job when he was actually stepped in, in 2016 after, uh, Jimmy Glass got hurt. But, uh, how do you feel about the Patriots going into Cleveland on Sunday? It's, uh, the Browns have the better roster. If you're going by, if you're listening to the, uh, the media, uh, the sidelines is a huge mismatch, um, but the Patriots stepped up. They stopped the Lions on the run, less than four yards a carry on Sunday. The Browns obviously have Nick Chubb, who isn't Sony Michelle, and Kareem Hunt, who uh, shouldn't be around allowed around women without supervision. But uh, how do you feel about going into Sunday?
1: I, I watched a little bit of that
3: Chargers-Browns game, and you're
1: absolutely right. I mean, the watching Brandon Staley and Kevin Stefanski try to kick that game to each
0: other. By and, the way, and, Brandon
3: yeah. Staley – was ranked the number one coach in the NFL by Pro Football Focus. So cancel when, those reservations. When, cancel when those did,
1: subscriptions. After, Not after this past week, I hope.
3: Like, I hope maybe, not.
1: I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was funny because the the number of people who I thought were calling and wanted to make sure that the broader football fan population was aware of Staley's stupidity at the end of that game actually was very encouraged by this. Uh, the decision to go for it on his own I think it was like his own 45 yes uh, we
3: had this first last yeah,
1: year yeah we, we were we were talking about this last year this guy has become my own personal Jack del Rio uh, which means he's <laughs> like my most hated person in like in in the, the sport at the moment um, I just but you know Stefansky's no gem either so again I always think the Patriots have the advantage in a coaching, coaching mismatch I can't now you got me not being able to say it um, with, with Belichick <laughs> on the sidelines but I think it's extremely lopsided with Dan Campbell I don't think it's any less lopsided with Kevin Stefanski um,
3: I did let, me hold, into- let me hold you there I want to ask you a question yep. if you have to take one of these coaches for your young, for your your children's lives to be on the sideline Ooh. would you take Nathaniel Hackett, Kingsbury Zach Taylor Kevin O'Connell or Kevin Stefanski Whew. Um, I'm You'd probably drawn... humanely kill them th- yourself yeah. so they wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have to suffer.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not sold on any of those guys yet. I, 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 you know, I'm drawn to the, the Belichick coaching tree potential of Kingsbury and O'Connell. I'm just hoping through, as they get older, through the osmosis of having been in the Patriots organization, maybe they will pick up a little bit so that's what i would hope for I was a vikings or a cardinals fan that's what i would hope for and i left um, off I matt think,
3: lafleur by the way i left off yeah, Lafleur.
1: I, I think kingsbury might be better with a kind of a more normal quarterback than kyler murray who i just find mind-boggling but he watch.
3: totally vouched for kyler murray he's he got yeah. that job well, after he was fired by Texas tech because he sold the cardinals management the cardinals are a shit show just for the record yeah. we have a mutual friend who i watched that game with yesterday and he wanted to hang himself yeah. After the, the Eagles uh, hung on to win that game,
1: yeah. I mean, look, when your quarterback looks like a lime popsicle going to the game, I mean, it's like, <laughs> give me a break, right? I mean, it, it, how do you? I was talking about this with my my older son. How do you like stand in front of a locker room of alpha males as their leader, looking like that? I will never understand these things. But anyway, that's because I'm, you know, he's a Keeble.
4: He's a Keeble elf Yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. <macurating laughs> yeah as a quarterback. He,
1: he looked like a leprechaun if only he was a little bit taller. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, By the I way, mean, does they're,
3: anyone they're, else hear the uh, the theme from Benny Hill, Yakety sacks when Kylo Murray is running around?
1: Yes, exactly. That, Added that in
3: it's, just it's, for it's the will.
1: Exactly, <laughs> So, so you you know, to answer your question on the Browns, I love the coaching mismatch again in the Patriots' favor. I also love this defense's ability to contain <laughs> that Browns offense. So would I like now this this game? I think will put Bailey Zappi to a much bigger test, though. Yes, because I do yes. think the Browns will be able to move the ball with a little bit more effectiveness, and um, and you know present some challenges for the Patriots defensively. That being said. Uh, if they can get out to an early lead and stay balanced like they did against Detroit, I don't see why this game would be that that challenging for them.
3: Jack, I'll ask you the pressing question of this week uh, regarding the Browns: Would you get in an Uber if Miles Garrett was your driver?
4: Oh, oh my gosh! Um, it, it depends. Is it Uber Black or Uber X? I mean,
3: <laughs>
4: I, I, I buy the life um...
3: insurance just for the record. If this was like an airport, <laughs> buy the life insurance. Yeah, the
1: trip, the trip insurance.
3: Yeah,
4: um, no, that guy's who he's he, you know, just like um, who was that guy, a perfect from the oh, uh, yeah, Bengals, is
3: perfect just, from the Bengals, yeah,
4: whew, just guys, you do not want you do not want to uh, want to give you don't want to give you know, if you were if I was serving him, I would, I would make sure that there were no hairs in his soup or anything like that because <laughs> they'll just pop off at any moment. Shaq, I like the little
3: uh, Ric Flair reactions. We joined the, woo, yeah, so you're responding <laughs> to this. Uh, John, we have to, I don't want to do this. Actually, I do want to do this, and I feel that I owe it to him. Tom Curran, Tom <laughs> E. Curran, the erstwhile TEC. He is, at this point, he's basically one elder assault and two plagiarism scandals away from de- devolving into Ron Borges. Before the game last week, he did his column where he predicts the game. He predicted Lions 24, Patriots 19. Um, He pulled out a meat hatch. In the spirit of Halloween, he went Michael Myers on Matt Patricia. And it was, I mean, this, it was an uncomfortable piece to read. And I'm going to do my best to communicate uh, the points that I want to make so you guys can react to it. This is current from Friday before the lions game in his uh, column on NBCS takes Boston. Um, And I am picking and choosing quotes to make my point Um, quote with all that in mind, taking the field with a third string quarterback, even at home, even against an annually awful team like the lions with a premise that losing would be incomprehensible and lead to some existential crisis. That's not being realistic. The Patriots are very capable of losing to the Lions. Yes, they were. Mainly because they ain't that damn good to begin with and are taking the field with Ollie from Hoosiers under center. Okay, he's taking swipes at the roster. They're not that good. Very Bedardian, by the way, saying that the roster isn't that good. And then he hands out his awards for the first quarter of the season. And this is so condescending. I mean, you couldn't, it's dripping with condescension. This is the better-than-expected, still-not-great award. Matt Patricia. The offensive line coach slash senior football advisor slash offensive play caller slash de facto offensive coordinator, way to go, have more slashes there, TEC, is clearing the very low bar we set for him while watching the offense's Sisyphean struggles. Sisyphean, geez, mismatch, redux. Again, not his fault he got strapped. This this line kills me. It's underrated, you know. Cunto supreme number uh, meal number one at Taco Bell. Again, not his fault. He got strapped into the cockpit by Bill Belichick and told to fry, fly. He tried to say in English, but it was tough, especially week one in Miami. Topical TC, like our uh, pop culture references. And th- this is, and again, you think Tom can't dial up the condescension? Here it comes. Incense on a curve. I'd give him a B plus for four games work relative to the expectations. Two exclamation points. Yes, the offense has managed eight total touchdowns, three through the air. Correct. Asking Mac Jones to be a latter day Darryl LaMonica or Jeff Blake is like Danny asking Danny Woodhead to play three technique. Also days of offseason work pivoting the offense to a scheme that hasn't taken seems wasteful. But Patricia has had three games of laudable work. Do you remember when T.E.C. Shaq, and the rest of the Patriots media were shitting themselves with glee over the Patriots not being able to run the ball during the uh, mixed scrimmages with the other teams during the summer? How's that working out for them? This is this piece just reeks of you know, it's it obviously has an agenda and it's seeking retribution for some slights we don't know about. It's it was it was. To use John's John's word, it was gross.
1: Gross. Gross. And I read it. And you're you know, you a couple quotes that stood out. I, I feel like Kern's having this like civil, he used Sisyphusian. it's like it's a civil-ish conversation with himself. It's Sisyphus
3: the, running the rock of the field, so I I believe it's Sisyphean. Like I don't I don't know. yeah I don't have a yeah. I don't have yeah. Gaspers the thesaurus addiction. <laughs> yeah,
1: um, no, I, I got the Greek mythology he's trying to, to weave in there, right. but I think he's more just like a mental case from a '60s movie, right? Um, Mommy Dearest sort of thing. He's having a conversation with himself. You know, they they set up these strawman arguments early in the season because they do have an axe to grind over some weird personal perceived slight, and. They, they they've set up this argument, and then the proverbial we is being dropped throughout. You know the the very yeah. low bar we set for him. Who's we, Tom? Like who is we? It's always the know. media. It's only the media at this point right. that's
3: obsessed with Patricia.
1: It, 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 that's exactly right. I didn't have a low bar for him. Why? Because I have faith that Bill Belichick brought him in with a plan and believed in his capabilities. Why did I have that faith? Well, I don't know. Bill Belichick's run a pretty good organization for the last 20 years. And oh, by the way, Matt Patricia was a very successful coach on a Super Bowl champion. So obviously he knows what he's doing. So this, this, you know, very low bar we set for him. Bullshit is the media, not just current, but the others do it too. The media creating this straw man argument and trying to kind of like Create this reality among Patriots fans that Patricia is a hack and he's worthless and he's incapable and the Patriots are gonna fail. And when and they why fail, is that? Why is that? It's 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 because it's be they don't
3: like him. It's absolutely treats be personal. them with the with the disdain they deserve.
1: Yeah, I, I mean I'm I'm convinced they look at Matt Patricia, they see how much money he's made in coaching, the the maybe the, his physical appearance. The, the pencil on the, the ear... The fact that he's
4: smarter than them? He's a, he's a rocket scientist? He's a scientist. fucking
1: rocket I, I scientist. An actual rocket and, and, scientist. And the fact that intellectually he is running circles around those guys and they just cannot accept it. They cannot accept that fact. And so they just they just come at him. And by the way, they, they know they can't come at Belichick, right? Belichick is completely bulletproof. It's by so, proxy, absolutely. Right, so what are they going to do? They're going to go after the perceived weakest link in the organization who they don't like personally anyway. And it's just kind of this. It's like a perfect storm of of their own kind of personal acrimony toward this organization. So anyway, I got I got no patience or tolerance for any of those mediates who are gunning for Patricia. I love the fact that they're doing well. I love the fact that they look terrific on Sunday, and I love the fact that they're they're poised to go on a little bit of a winning streak here and get this season really rolling.
3: Shaq, the uh, Brian Barrett from uh, the bridge abutment, which is just off the pike had on his podcast the pregame podcast last week he had lines play-by-play guy dan miller on his podcast and i got in the car i dutifully did not drive into a bridge abutment off of i-5 and he asked he asked dan miller of the lines has been there forever in a day and he's seen a lot of shitty football he asked him about patricia uh clearly trolling to look for the he just wanted some someone to throw dirt on patricia he was like oh Patricia was a great guy. I had to deal with him every week. He was a good guy. It didn't work out. Um, he, he was brought in with the team and, you know, Bill Belichick failed on his first job too, not to compare mm-hmm. Patricia to Belichick, but you know, we had uh, Matt Chatham on last week and he, he nailed everything about this Lions game that just happened. And he made the point, you know, and maybe, uh, listen, I'm not going to lead a, a guy with three rings down a Primrose path to the takes I wanted to fling, but he said that I think that the the hand-wringing and verbal uh, shots at Matt Patricia are going to wane as the year goes on um, because he's probably going to be pretty good at his job. Now, the Lions were banged up in the secondary because of all the kneecap biting uh, during <laughs> over the last uh, the first part of the season. But um, Shaq, real simple question. What the hell has happened to Current? You know, what was so funny is that to
4: just to di- well, not today, but for the pregame show or postgame show that Curran did, you know, after he got, I guess he got released from his work release program from prison. Um, he was able to do uh that podcast. I guess he did it from the 300 toilet level in at Gillette Stadium because of the audio. I couldn't, I can't even hear it, but it's, it was so bad. But, as um, I
3: said, I said, as I said in the thread, the podcast where they were <laughs> doing my roof and came back to do all the recording had better audio quality and Senator Phil Perry. <laughs> Sen- senator phil perry you know let's you know what i'll just I, i'm not going to make that joke go ahead check. i cut you off
4: i mean the, the aol the quality of that podcast was unbelievable um, <laughs> so uh but yeah he did it well i won't say he did a 180 but he tried to make up for all he did take some culpa's about
3: culpas on monday i agree with
4: about that. yeah about patricia and about well mostly everything that he said earlier and I just find it really interesting. Uh, ben Volen too. Um, he tried to. He tried to. He, there was a, a tweet that he made at the, earlier this week talking about the Patricia and and you know I tried to find something negative, but I I couldn't. Who, who knew?
3: It was the same who thing that Volen did that uh, Barrett did. He he looked up some former Lions that played for Patricia, and listen, if you if you go digging deep enough with any former coach, you're going to have a player who's pissed the hell off. Who didn't get the playing time he thought wasn't with the program it's it really is cherry picking i mean
1: cassius marsh caller
3: yeah, cassius yeah
4: Danny
3: marsh, and Dola. Yeah, Dola, yeah that's disappointing Dola was actually yeah. on yeah Dola my close personal friend Dola he was on the uh the Rotillo podcast with uh steakhead Rotillo from Manhattan Beach and he he actually spoke pretty well of Bill Belichick on that podcast so uh Listen, I'm not going to badmouth Danny, Danny Amendola. That the, the second half of the dynasty, again, how preposterous there were two halves to the dynasty, uh, is still still unbelievable and great. Okay. Guys, uh, it's there's no secret that uh, media stock, particularly radio stock, Odysseys in the toilet. Beasley Media is in the toilet.
1: Jaden has one dollar bill, one quarter, and two pennies. How how much money How much money does he have? Jaden broke.
3: <laughs> it resulted in a lot of people losing their jobs in Boston radio and, and in radio stations associated with those two companies. Uh, last week, um, Christian Arcand. The Oats to uh, Bonesy's Daryl Hall was let go in the purge at 985. And you know, Jonesy makes a living trying to shit on uh, both Jonesy and Arcand. Listen, Arcand, you are one half of the most trolling show who that trampolines off the success of those two narcissistic morons along with uh, almost the human Jim Murray in the afternoon. This is this is uh, uh, Adam Jones, his first show, after Christian Arcand was let go into the ether uh last week notice different intro tonight not me and arcand singing
0: happy go lucky like we usually do couple of idiots having a good time uh right. tonight probably not going to be a good time uh if you haven't heard uh christian arcand has been let go christian arcand no longer part of this show uh this show will change significantly this show will not be uh what it's been not only cuz we'll be missing christian arcan who i think uh rightfully so is is having a tough time right now uh the show will not only change because of that but it's going to be a uh, a solo project going forward which i apologize to all of you for that uh, no no comedic levity of christian arcan or rich keith and nick cattles before him nothing like that Going to be a lot of Jones. A lot of Jones and a lot of dark days in this winter is uh, where I think things are heading. Nick Cattles,
3: John. John was ready to vouch for everybody in that <laughs> state because he heard the, the is. phrase Nick Cattles. Oh, uh, that, that's like a Mount Rushmore of suck, Rich Keefe, Nick Cattles, Christian Arcan, and Adam Jones. Now, I love that Jonesy is going to be alone because he can't pass the hat to have somebody come in. Maybe Matt from Framingham. I like, was just about whoa. to say that he's
4: going to he's going to have a, like caller of the day, celebrity caller of the day and just have Cam Cam Cam's going to put Cam from uh Taunton's going to put his uh, meat down and. and whoa,
3: whoa, 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 whoa. Don't go work. blue. Oh, sorry. He's, he's in the produce <laughs> area. You know who this, I have? This, this, I, have this, perfect, this, I have the perfect. I have the perfect, perfect partner. For Madam Jones. It's Shukri writes. You thought. <laughs> oh my God. With your penis. Thank you. thought. With your penis. Thank you Shukri. Um, <laughs> Shaq radio is a radio is a you know I, I say turn off your radios and a lot of people listen to 98.5. It is I I'm ashamed Man. at how much joy I take from the fact that they are no breaking through the glass ceiling with their ratings, and they still can't make money. I I'm a, it's a quote doctor paraphrase Dr. Evil. I'm as giddy as a schoolgirl over this development. Radio is dying, and I couldn't be happier.
4: It's about damn time, as <laughs> yes. Lizzo says in that song. So there, there's your there's your 2020 pop culture reference, ladies and gentlemen. And John and I it's are like sideltown. pops and
3: buzzes like Sinatra <laughs> on the SNL skit. Yeah.
4: But uh yeah, I don't feel bad whatsoever for any of these guys, honestly. But I, what I am angry about though, is that this is the official station of the Patriots, and yes. the Patriots, as an organization, has signed on. They're Who complicit. Are, yeah. They're and, absolutely complicit. Yeah, an inanimate amount of years, and with no no blowback. No, I mean, I don't want. I don't want it like they have in Dallas. Like 103.7 has Jerry Jones on pretty much every day. He has his own show down there.
3: I don't want it like that. <laughs> you know Bob is a little bit busy he's, going to Rub and Tugs yeah. in Florida.
4: <laughs> yeah, I and mean, he he he's, you know he's got his Meek Mill uh, shoes on, so you know he's he's a little busy <laughs> with that. But uh, but I don't I don't want an owner like that out in Front Street. But I would. I would like somebody to just come and counter these guys with the bullshit they spew every single day it's unbelievable how we you know the, the three of us and and mike and and Scartzy and and dan and, and everyone on the weekend show and anybody who's listening we're all smart enough to realize how stupid this is but yeah like you said mike there are so many people that listen to this every single day, and they know. And a lot of them know that this is bullshit. A lot of them know it, and they still don't care. They they treat it like it's some, uh, you know, some sat satirical. You know, they treat it like a Daily Show type of thing. They treat it like it's it's something to take serious, even though they're now they know they're not being serious. It's I don't know. It's 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 a bizarre world. But I will never I will never feel bad for people who you know, constantly diss these athletes every single day who make fun of them for the way they look, for the way they talk, for the way they act. And I and you know what? And I'm gonna say it, they're they're mostly white guys who have no clue about any anybody other than them. And I think this is a good this is a good way to for them to notice that hey, you're part you're 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 a regular person. You're not somebody higher up. And they, you know,
3: any anytime somebody like that gets humble pie. I'm, I'm dancing in the street. Send uh, uh entitled town listeners send to entitled town or gmail.com. Some suggested new uh, v- occupations for Christian Arcand. I'll start <laughs> you up with a couple. Uh, he could be Jim Murray's ketchup valet. He can also <laughs> be the Uber <laughs> eats driver for Dale Arnold bringing meatballs from the North end. Uh, John, any thoughts on Christian Arcand and the, the death of rate of sports radio, just the radio business in general.
1: Yeah, two quick ones. One is I'm picturing Beasley Media as Sideshow Bob as I listen to Adam Jones talking about how he's all alone, like he's Krusty the Clown, broadcasting from the Alkali Flats of Springfield, He's right? Eric Carmen playing All
3: By Myself yeah, be playing by in the myself, background. Yeah,
1: you know, with Stingy and Dwight D. Eisenhower is a uh, picture of Dwight D. Eisenhower is his, as his guest.
3: Jones needs other- to be more exposed than Razai Dowling one-on-one <laughs> with Marvin Harrison, right? Jimmy Hitchcock, <laughs> maybe. Um, Jimmy Hitchcock, furniture <laughs> stores, home with a 15-yard cushion. That's a joke I've been telling <laughs> for 20 years. I gave you an opportunity. I just teed that up for you. Yes, the you other did. But,
1: but 20 years more than 20 years you have been a hall and oats fan and i hope i'm not outing you on this so the fact that you would compare, proud hall
3: and oats fan
1: I, I, I wrote this down the fact that you would compare jones and Arcand to hall and oats as as if Arcand is the oats to jones's hall like how look he is he is the vanilla to jones's millie <laughs> there is no hollow oats here
4: right there is no hall well and if Oates. they if they Take are a oats song if they are a hollow song then if, if Jones, Jones isn't a man-eater, he's a no-eater. How about She's Gone for yeah, if we're oh, doing Hall & songs?
1: <laughs> uh, I, I think that the studios would have to be an abandoned luncheonette in that case. That's,
3: that's true. <laughs> uh, Shaq, before we throw it, uh, before we uh, mercifully wrap up this podcast, uh, the Mets, Buck Showalter and the Mets... How happy are you going back to New York today with the Mets getting a el- Mets elimination party, <laughs> and hopefully the Yankees are, are aren't far behind. Uh,
4: thankfully, when I was in Boston, I, I with my tablet, I still get a YouTube TV, and I was watching SNY, uh, the NBC Sports Boston of New York, and it was it was a cry fest, it, and it was beautiful. Oh my goodness, it, the excuse making, the Buck show alter, the you know they they were. They were uh thinking about the free agents it 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 was so great and being here they were so arrogant especially in the summer when you know they were on that hot streak they were so you know we're going to win the world series it's going to be this It's going to be that and uh, thank you thank you san diego padres for for giving giving us all a gift
3: amen to that uh john really good results yesterday the the sainted cardinal baseball nation is gone the mets are gone America's team, the Seattle Mariners. And I have to take a lap here. I mentioned on last week's podcast, uh, Cal Raleigh hit a home run to put the Mariners in the playoff. And I referred to him as career minor leaguer Cal Raleigh. And it was pointed out to me by one of our Seattle area listeners uh, that Cal Raleigh was actually a pretty good prospect. So I've taken my lap. Cal Raleigh, again, if there was an MVP of the wildcard series, again, another preposterous statement in and of itself. The Seattle Mariners are going to Houston to be the sacrificial lamb for the Astros. But, uh, pretty cool moment when, with uh, you know, you actually posted today, uh, Toyota of Seattle posted yeah. some security video of, of people watching the game in their waiting area, uh, when the Mariners uh, eliminated the Blue Jays. Really, really cool stuff. And the, the, yeah. the Mariners here, the Seahawks are an afterthought. There's no football, the Kraken are terrible. It's uh, Soto Mojo all over you. It was a really cool moment, as I told you guys. Um, uh, my neighborhood went crazy when they tied the game after coming from eight to one behind. And then uh, George Kirby coming in and out of the bullpen and closing that game down Uh really cool stuff.
1: Oh, Kirby, Kirby was outstanding. I mean, Kirby was hitting 99.
3: He's their fourth uh, starter, John. He reminds yeah. me a lot of uh, Kyle Hendricks on the Cubs. He has mm-hmm. a bit better fastball, but he has super control super good control. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know that K-
1: Hendricks gets up to 99. So I was really he doesn't.
3: impressed. He's, he's, he's uh, like a poor man's Maddox Hendricks and yeah. Kirby. Kirby's a young guy too. The Ma- Yeah. Yeah. Kirby, Kirby is uh,
1: he's, he's something to watch. That's a, that's a fun team. And I'd love to see them knock out Houston, of course. So I think we're all, we're all paraphrasing Bob Kraft. We're all Mariners fans. Um, I will say nothing like a team from New York and their are their miserable, awful fans to remind us of how much we like them even though they've been in like this long kind of uh, hibernation, like the cicadas of irrelevance. And then they they emerge from their irrelevant hibernation and it's like, oh yeah, I fucking hate the Mets. This is great. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm really happy uh, that they got knocked out and we can focus on the Mariners. Yeah, we're I'm, I'm, I'm
3: all in, Soto Mojo. Amen, baby. All right. It's time for final thoughts uh, sponsored by nobody except your common sense. And thanks for listening to entitled town Shaq. You're in the Ricky Henderson, Ricky Henderson position, leading off your final thought.
4: All right. Well, it's time in, in famous Ricky Henderson mode. I'm going to steal a base and I'm going to steal one from Dan here. And I'm going to talk about Ben Volen because obviously uh, Ben Volen. I just, I just got this tweet. uh over, and he just tweeted this in the last two hours. How um, Shanahan is out here, you know, giving injuries for the game, talking about Emmanuel Moseley, Jimmy Ward, talking in detail about in, in these injuries. And Ben Volen, in his infinite uh, non-wisdom, uh, he says, wish Belichick could be this transparent with obvious injuries. Shanahan does this every day. And it doesn't seem to hurt his team. Hmm. His team that, that same team that's gone 42 and 44, that same team that has, has, has had what three injuries to their quarterbacks that, that, that team that, you know, has had to, he's had to be pretty much out there as far as, as far as drafting. It's it's all
3: saying, make my job easy. That's all that is.
4: Yeah. And that's what the media wants at the end of the day. They want their jobs to be easy. And Bill Belichick, for the last 22 years, has not made it easy. But if you listen to today's uh, October 10th uh, press conference from Bill Belichick, and I would give credit to the people who asked the questions, it was it was a wonderful press conference. He gave information about uh, he, he about players. He talked about um, one of, I believe the guy, whose name is Kevin, um, asked about, Belichick uh, coaching his 400th Patriots game. And he gave a long list of uh, and gave credit to pretty much a lot of Patriots players and gave a lot of detail about how it was entering in in 1996 and then coming back to coach in 2000. Um, So he gave a lot of information in that last press conference. I I recommend you all listen to it, but yeah, these people want their jobs to be easy as if their jobs aren't easy enough you know with with their getting to sit in the press box and getting getting to getting to talk to the greatest coach of all time every single day. Yeah it, it's unbelievable. Ben Volen just go to Miami, go to San Francisco, go somewhere we don't have to read your stuff anymore because it's it's just grading at this point. I think I mean at any point,
3: but it, really, it's well established that that profession is entirely useless. It is not Bill Belichick's job to make Ben Volen Senator Phil Perry, Tom Curran, Jim McBride. It's not his job to make their jobs easier. It's his job to set his team up for success and put them in the best possible position to win a frigging football game, which he's done time and again. And Dan wanted me to point out that was Bill Belichick's 400th game as head coach of the Patriots on Sunday. They did show that on the Fox broadcast. Um, My final thought is that You know, John, I know you and I are in lockstep on this. We've talked about it over the weekend. The new money ball in the NFL, the analytics stuff, the new money ball is going to be not paying attention to analytics. Take the fucking five field goals, like Starr pointed out with Nick Folk. Take the goddamn points. John Harbaugh finally realized Sunday night with playing the Bengals that, oh, I do have the best place kicker on the face of the earth. I'll take the easy kick. I'll win the game. Zach Taylor's a buffoon. He is—he's a guy who would hit on eighteen at a blackjack table because he had a feeling, and he yep. somehow managed to to double down and hit and made his way almost won a goddamn Super Bowl last year, which would have made my head in the word of uh, the old goofball board explode. But the new analytics is not—is the new Money Ball is ignoring analytics and oh I don't know maybe relying on the greatest coach of all time on the sideline who stared at Pete Carroll's soul in Super Bowl forty nine. It didn't didn't call time out. Trusting your coaching staff and not having these automatons who look at spreadsheets, uh, who played Madden ninety five and managed to win a lot of games going forward on fourth down. So uh, that's my final thought. Uh, John, you're in the uh, the David Ortiz position, uh, steroid free since ninety three. Your final thought?
1: <laughs> well, you mentioned greatest coach of all time, and I was confused for a second because I've been thinking a lot about our good friend Seth Wickersham. And Sean McVay, <laughs> uh, the, the, the you know, Me, Instagram it just, coach. It was yeah, it was just it was yes, just a is. few few weeks ago where Wickersham was you know crowning McVay as the the soon to be greatest of all time uh, with his dreamy good looks and uh, nice house in L.A. and just living the dream. And of course, you know everybody knows how easy it is to win in the NFL. I mean, you've won a Super Bowl, and yeah. the win the hits just keep on coming because that's fuck them you know, picks,
3: John. Fuck them but, picks. Fuck you have no death, picks. but fuck them picks.
1: Fuck them picks. And and so here we are. The Rams are two and three. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about the Rams schedule coming up. They still have games. This is what happens when you win a Super Bowl. They still have games at Tampa, at the Saints, at the Chiefs, at the Packers, at the Chargers. And then they finish on January 8th in the miserable, miserable Seattle, whatever, Invesco Field, or I don't know, that's Denver. I don't know what they call it um, Peace Dividend Park, or whatever they call it in Seattle. Um, an awful time to be playing in Seattle, January 8th. So, that is, a, that is a really rough road schedule. They don't have to lose all of those games to go nine and eight. And nine and eight may not get you in the playoffs. So, you know, the, the Super Bowl champs, fuck them picks, built to win, soon to be greatest coach of all time looking at potentially missing the playoffs if they don't win a bunch of road games that they'll probably be underdogs in. And Oh, by the way, they can't protect their blood. Soian quarterback, Hey, you know, life comes at you fast in the NFL, unless you're, you've built a 20 year machine like Bill Belichick has that not enough people appreciate
3: John Seattle weather forecast is brought to you by Mike and Woburn and <laughs> all the ignorance uh, therein in his tweets. Shaq is at Atomic Dog 5150. He is the captain. He's the hall to the Oats of Entitled Town as the captain of Entitled (laughs) Weekend. Fuck you, John. John is that that John Irons. My name is Michael Irons of the Pacific Northwest. It was 75 and sunny today. And I implore you all to stay off the pike and to please turn off your radios. And
0: we're going to stay positive all the way through. And if you think I'm going to succumb to negativity, you're wrong. You got the wrong guy leading this basketball team.